podcast where we talk all about the media that you love. Jeff Moore here as always with my two associates, Mike and Chris. How are you guys doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm good. To start the podcast, I've had to interrupt a, a rousing chat between you two about baseball. I know. I'm just sort of showing Chris the ropes. I'm a student. I'm a student. As we sit down, we're, we're currently watching the... Uh, the Red Sox game as they, they face off against the Detroit Tigers. Chris, you admitted a moment ago that you pretend to have less knowledge than you actually have, though. You you ad- admitted that. No, he likes to no, play no, no, up no. his ignorance I admitted, for comedic effect. I admitted that one time I said points instead of runs, and Mike got mad, so I say points again. But I think that I think that's a stupid distinction, so I don't I don't think that's me knowing less. I just think that's me saying You don't score points, you yeah, score runs. No, one run equals one point. How much? How many points sure. does a touchdown equal? We don't. Well, we don't call them points. It's a, it's a semantic argument, but it matters. Mm. Got him. But you also, Chris, were sharing before you guys started having your baseball ar- ar- argument that you you are familiar with customized bobbleheads being made for New Hampshire historical figures. Is is that what what you were saying? I work at a local historical society, and uh. We make a, the, don't tell yourself short. Heads. Maybe he doesn't the want to reveal. The New Hampshire Historical Society, Chris. Yep. No small peanuts. Sure, yeah. But, uh, so I was telling, we were talking about bubbleheads, and I told them I had a bubblehead story. So, the, we sell a lot of bubbleheads. Some sell better than others. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, one day, one of our least, what? Sorry, you sell a lot of bobbleheads? At a historical society? Sure. It's a museum. Like these these bobbleheads are, are a top seller? Some of them are. I don't the, know why. We have the old man of the mountain in bobblehead form. That's a that's a hot seller at Christmas time. Bobblehead old man of the mountain? Yeah. May he may God rest his soul. How does that <laughs> e- even work? A bobblehead old man of the mountain. Uh, I'll show you a picture sometime. It's like they cut off like a chunk of the mountain. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Anyway, so one of our least... Selling bobbleheads. All of a sudden, we came in one day. We got overnight orders. All these overnight orders for this bobblehead. All over the country. California, Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. Everywhere. Why does someone want this bobblehead? So I do some quick research. There's a New York Times... Grace Metallius bobblehead. Famous writer from New Hampshire. Um, there's a New York Times article that was, out, that was an interview with John Waters, director. John Waters. Yes. Had, this film is not yet rated. He's kind of like you would know him if you saw him. He's like, pencil well, I know John he like that most, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that article, they're talking about all the crazy crap he has in his house, like all these knickknacks. Lo and behold, they ask him, "What's this? What's the, your one knickknack that gives you the most inspiration?" The Grace Metallic's bobblehead that we sell in the Hampshire Historical Society. Probably bought by from you. We're the only ones that make them, baby. Wow. <laughs> so wow. either him or one of him or one of his his people, because we sell them online. Bought bought it. He called it a f- action figure, or a figure, mm. not a bobblehead. But anyway, people put Man. two and two together. That's how that happens. That day, they they sold three. <laughs> no, we sold like a lot, like a lot of bobbleheads. And also, it was great, though, because these were all on inventory, and we just weren't selling them that much. So, Wow. It's like a celebrity endorsement. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. You should have reached out and thanked him. It's a good question. Yeah, it's a good good idea. We have a uh, we have a lot of TV to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Start out by saying there's been a bit of a void in my life without DS or Madam Secretary, which both ended. Mm. I'll I'll say once again. I was talking to someone else that watches DS, not unlike you, you two. And they also said they were feeling that the final scene, do, do you guys remember the final scene? It's Kiefer giving a speech to the joint session of Congress. Oh, right, right. There was some scary music playing, and we both felt that there was going to be a second a- attack. And I'll say this, I think a second attack might have brought Mike back. I'll I'll check out maybe the premiere next year without watching anything in in between. I've just I've got you every week yeah. to, to keep me up <laughs> to date. You sure do. Uh, but anyway, we do have um, something only slightly lesser than DS. We had the series finale of The Leftovers. Off to a great start. <laughs> uh. Anyone up for some opening r- remarks? Opening thoughts? Yeah. I'd like to open with some remarks. Sure. <laughs> it took my breath away. I thought it was such a great note to end on. In a good way. No, just kidding. I'm kidding. Yes. It was spectacular in what it what it was able to do with the two, the, the it's two main characters that we've that we've come to to know and, and love so much, and how it was able to end on such a simple and yet yet intimate way um, to really just cap off the the journey of these two people that we've been following since the beginning, um, especially on the heels of the last the prior three episodes. Starting with um, uh, Fr- Fraser the Lion, uh, Laurie's spotlight. spotlight, and then of course the uh, most powerful man in the world episode. Um, just to sort of scale it down to like the the bare bones of who these two people are, um, was magical. I I loved it so much. Magical. I agree, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was, I think it was the perfect way to end that show, and you know, Damon Lindelof has gotten a lot of crap for his work on Lost and and being kind of like having all these things to set up and then not ending on a satisfactory note. I think yep. it ended on on a satisfactory note, and I think it, that was the correct way to end that show. I think it was the way. That it was supposed to end. It yeah, it just felt so right, just to to end it on on these two people and such like intimate close ups uh, of each of them, just sort of after all that's taken place over the course of the show and in the intermittent fifteen years that we never even saw. Um, it was yeah. I, yeah, we can go into more specifics, but I want to hear what Jeff. 
generally what Jeff has to say. Do you? Yeah, of course. My sweet brother, I want to hear what you feel. Well, it was really cool, I thought, going in to, to that machine. Although, you know, not to get too, you know, little little things here, but why did they have to let her go go in the machine just because she, she found them? Like, why did they allow her into the yeah, machine? Yeah, like, it's so intricate. Couldn't they have just been, like, goodbye? There's, like, a whole cr- crew of them. Why did they have to allow her to go, go in the machine because she... She found them. They might have felt. Well, I think it was suggested that she just convinced them after after tracking them down. No, it the sounded like she had them like bent no, they, over they, like a barrel. They they made, they made the decision to allow her to use to it. Me, it felt like um, like them seeing that she went all this way to like track them down and figure all this stuff out. She must really want to do it. And you know, and what? You know what? You know what I was thinking? Maybe that, Maybe that was that's all part of their their methodology into de- determining who is capable of going through this machine they they deny them initially only to to make them go through extraordinary lengths in order to finally allow them through it it seemed like they both still didn't want her to do it like they were forced i think the one skeptical doctor who was skeptical from the beginning remained skeptical Um, but again that that could have just been for for show just to draw out more from her. And I believe the line was even said that made me think about this. Like, Nora said, like, you had to let me do this because I found you. Like, so, something around that line was said. Like, you had right. to let me in, in, in the machine. So I was wondering, like, is there, like, it seemed like they were scared that she would out them or something, but people are already looking for them. So I didn't really. That, that's also a possibility because she represents the um, Department of Sudden Departures. So she she very well could have threatened threatened them with that, and that you know we haven't. I, I don't think we've had the chance to talk about last week's. Have have we talked about last no. last week's? Was there any need for last week's though? Like I'm just saying, could we have had this episode would have stood just as great as you guys think it is if last week's episode didn't happen though, right? Last week's episode had nothing to do with with anything. Well, that was. Kevin. No, it had a lot to do with with Kevin, and bringing his arc to a, to a fitting place. It was Kevin finding peace within himself. That was what the point of last week was. We didn't get any of that this this week. We didn't. We didn't need it because we got it last. Kevin week. was able to do all of the things that he said he did in this week because he wasn't battling. He wasn't having these internal struggles anymore. He was able to find solace within himself and move forward and have this goal of finding Nora. And I agree that last week could have been about something else with Kevin and, and him arriving to that to that, that same place. But um, I just they, they obviously wanted to follow up the International Assassin episode from last season. And... Well, that's one of, that's one of my favorite episodes of TV service. ever. So I was, I was really was what fan service. In a way, sure. I mean, they, they're giving the people what they want, mm. but yes. but also, also well, also making, also making a, as much use of it as possible, and and bringing Kevin's arc to to a final final place. Is it revealed that all of that was just make make believe? I thought that after that episode aired, but then going into the final episode find out that 
So going into the final episode, I had this conversation with Mike um, that was like, well, since Lori wasn't there, remember we, we assumed Lori had killed herself. Well, since mm-hmm. Lori wasn't there, that would lead more credence that those that those are visions. Uh, and, well, like, there are some other reasons that I'm forgetting. But since we found out that Lori was still alive, Lori didn't kill herself, it would lead it would leave the door open for it still being real. And since the there was no biblical flood, he is told that by Christopher Sunday in the in the vision or whatever you choose. So I think I think I personally lay on that it, that it was suicidal visions within his own mind, just dealing with interpersonal problems with himself. But it definitely I, 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 I agree. But I think it definitely leaves the door open more than it could have. For it, but it, it, it ultimately doesn't matter what if it was real or if it, if it was just all in his own mind because he, he, he still he still resolved those those feelings within because himself actually, one way or the because other. It, even if it was fake it actually affected him it, 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 was, it was as real as ever to Kevin and yeah. that that's all that matters I said several weeks ago that allows me to enjoy the whole show more when I say it doesn't matter none of what we're actually watching like I don't try to connect it. Well, you know, to us, to us, well, I assume, like, but to me, it it did matter to Kevin. Mike just said, ultimately, it doesn't matter. I think no, I'm saying ultimately, it doesn't matter whether what he was experiencing was was real to him or if it was, or if it was all some manifestation within within himself. But to Kevin, the experience mattered. Whether it was some supernatural afterlife or not, that, that's what I'm saying. Doesn't matter. What did, you what did you think of the finale? Is that, oh, okay. Because yeah, we're getting off track. What did you think of the, the episode before has nothing to do with it? <laughs> well, no, Kevin was able to work tirelessly to find Nora because he had put all this inter- interpersonal. Well, what, what, what were you guys thinking things? when he showed up and was lying to her? Like, did you believe that it, that 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 was real? That was my only problem with with that episode. I think that. I put that down in our rundown as Kevin's grift. I wasn't it, sure if that was a spelling error <laughs> in your rundown. I think that that went on a little bit too long. Well, did you guys know that it well, wasn't true? I'll, I'll say I was a little nervous that it was some sort of, that we were veering into some sort of alternate universe reality yeah. uh, in which obviously all the events of the show had never happened. Um, no. So I was a little nervous, but... I, I, was given I was given the show as much leeway as I as I could because it of course deserves it. I, well, he was really convincingly saying that he he was when he first when he first met her at the door. He was very convincing, but there were cracks I think in his performance uh, when they were seated at the, the wedding, wedding for sure. Talking, there were a couple glances that he he would give her that to suggest that all he was saying was and not when they're true. dancing and he's crying. Yeah, it was so emotional for him. Intimate, intimate and emotional. I, it just it, obviously. obviously it was he was it lying, was and Nora knew it, and that's why she couldn't <laughs> continue on with that that this facade because it was it was. Fake. To answer your question, Jeff, I thought we were veering into spoilers for Lost, the ending seasons of Lost. I thought we were veering. Oh, I thought you meant we were going to bring it all to. I mean, that, that would be cool, but I thought it was like an afterlife situation. In, similar to Lost. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah it's similar to the the Flash where, universe where you're not Lost season yeah, six. Yeah, where where you're in the same world as these people, 
and you're near them because you went through such big things in your life with them. You just maybe that was that was Damon just sort of trolling the audience. You really felt that, knowing full well that that wasn't the most popular part of uh, the final season of Lost. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it it all worked out in the end. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I um, obviously. The question of the whole show is now whether she was telling the truth, right? I think that's what that's a hugely powerful part of the season finale and why it works so well is because the character that all along has been all about fact finding and being the most skeptical and not dealing with things that may be true, maybe not true, is asking the audience and asking Kevin to live on faith of what she's saying. Of I can tell I can point. tell you this story I can tell you this story and this story will satisfy you. And if me and you are both satisfied at the end of this story and we can both live together, is that enough? And well, Kevin was for Kevin. Kevin thinks it's enough. I think that's a great quote for just the the show in general, right? Just if this story I mean it, it was such a great place to, to end the series on because in in so many so many respects it, it really has been all, all about that thematically it's just the, the stories we tell ourselves to to allow ourselves to, to move on from the worst and most tragic parts parts of our life mm-hmm. that and one um what was she like a nun that the one woman the woman nora talks to did that you know? conversation that they had when right. she's like call, she was calling her out for that man, but then she said something like, "Like it might not be true, but it's a better story or something." Do you think that that was hundred percent? That was part of the thematic through line of, of the episode. Yeah, but come on, I want to know: Do you guys think it's true or not true? I think it's true. I am. I've been wrestling with that for for a week, but I've more often than not I've leaned towards the side of it not being true. Interesting. I mean, and, and you said true, Chris? Yeah. I mean, that, it's definitely valid what Mike's saying. But I just, I just, I've been, I've been thinking so much about the logistical side of it, and maybe that's sort of my my undoing. It's such a cool story, though. It is. It is such a great story, just, but just the the idea yeah. that. The ninety-eight percent world, uh, the world of the leftovers that that we know, could develop that that kind of technology to allow people to to cross over into the other two percent universe, which then could in turn replicate that technology to allow Nora to cross back over, in that somehow Nora is the only person on in either universe to have successfully done that, and it in in, in secret. That's what gets it for me is that everyone would would be doing this. It. Would this be, would be an enormous thing, I think, that would come. It would unite, unite the world, the world <laughs> over its what, what, what it's capable of doing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's thinking too too much maybe into, it. into it. Maybe, uh, and maybe that why it isn't as big of a thing as it is can can be explained away one one way or another. But uh, that's sort of where, where I, I fall. How do you feel, Jeff? Uh, no, I, th- I think. I think she, she didn't because same the logistics. Okay. <laughs> Just I think, 
like she went and found this guy. Right. Like, why would, why would this guy? Like first, first, first of all, like she just is the one person that went over and said, "Wait, wait a second, we can like we we can go back and forth." Like you're you're telling me none of these people that went over said like I could like save the 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 entire world. Like everyone can can be happy again. Like I I made it over here and now we can all go go back back and forth. And the only woman that has the idea to, to go back, goes and finds him and convinces him for the first one of all of these people and then just goes back and tells tells no one. And that up up until that point, um, he hadn't even considered the idea of making a, a replica machine. Um, That's just what gets but me. But yeah. what is most interesting about this, this question of whether or not she did go through or not is that in the end, ultimately, it's the... It's the an identical outcome. She made the decision not to be with her departed children because either she went through that, she was about to go through that machine, and she made a very last second decision not to, thus denying herself the, the chance to go see her children, or she did go through that machine and she eventually arrived at the same place where she, she couldn't be with them and had to return. I've got to say that that's also the the other part where I just also can't believe. I mean, it's like a nice story, and she told it so heart, heartfelt. That, that she would decide to leave? Yeah. Like, I feel I like after everything that she would be like, all right, I'll put up with, like, that they, well, they look happy or whatever. And, and like, maybe she's she's forced herself into this this life of exile over her shame of not being able to go through with it and this is the story that she sort of projected in a way in order to make it easier to explain yeah, why, why she never had to explain i'll also throw out this i'm sure neither one of you were feeling this or if you were maybe you won't admit to it i was thinking Maybe when Kevin showed up, might be normal aged Kevin, and like some either weird interdimensional thing was 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 going on. He wouldn't be old, or she is like dressed up like an old woman because she's trying to hide. Hey, or things happen, or or that machine that zapped her with all that that radiation made her made her look that that way. I also. Can you guys, do you have any sort of so solid timeline for, so she went, assuming her story is true, she went over. How long was she, was she there? 15 years? She didn't make it clear how long she was over there for. Or was it 15 years since? 15, flat, uh, it's about, it's been about 15 years have passed since the ending of last episode. Okay, to, okay. that was to where it. We so yeah, now. she didn't make it clear, I guess. I've got to say, but it, it couldn't have been that long right like it seems like it could like it seems Probably like she just had her very long trip over to see the, i don't know i'm sort of it's a boat trip could it really have taken longer than like a year though like when she came well who knows how long that machine would have taken to, to replicate that's true but also she whenever she she came back out and then she went into hiding God, can you imagine if that machine took like ten years and this man's just doing it all for one woman and then never telling like anyone else? Like that—that that would be even more insane. If like, all right, I've, 
I, I, I was so hurt that I came over here to be with my family, but I'm stopping everything for 10 years to build this machine for you that we're going to tell no one else else about. <laughs> like, the longer it took, the more crazy it is. But, man, her d delivery of that story was... That was a hell of a, of a scene between the two of them. And just that final line that the two, the two share... Um, you're here was so perfect, especially considering the previous two seasons final line delivered by Nora. In the first season, she says, look what I found um, as she picks baby Lily up the porch. And then last season, she says, you're home as Kevin wanders into the, wanders into the house all bloodied and beaten. And then this last scene, they... Kevin says you're here. Uh, does she say I'm here? What is she, or you're here? Whatever, she, yeah. whatever line she says. Um, perfect. Chris, why why do you think it's true? As the late great old Isabella Stewart Gardner said, "Never." At the bobblehead woman? No. Read a book once in a while, Jeff. Isabella Stewart Gardner of the Gardner oh. Museum. Oh, I, I don't read Chris's flavor of books. So, so, she, so said, I uh, she said. Big Red Sox fan, by the way, on brand. We'll we'll stick with our baseball point. He said, "Never let the truth get in the way of a good story." I think, and I just think it's so. I just want to. I want to. I want you. Want to believe? Yeah, that. I want to believe X Files. Maybe I want to believe that story. <laughs> like when she said, "I had to take a boat." They have the resources to fly, but there's not enough pilots. Like that's just such a cool. Like in my mind, that's just such cool world building in like a in like a it's single true. line. Like that's such a good line of dialogue. It tells it's it just relays so it's much, so intricate and detailed that yeah. story. I mean, the story is also just pure, like what everyone in their heart want, want has wanted to know the whole time. You know, like even no matter what level you are, because of course I feel my, myself and you guys are probably on a different level with this show. Like uh, between us here. You have to admit, what she was saying was just, it was pure, just like, this is what everyone's been wondering the entire time. Everyone. Yeah. That's, you could reflect that on Nora, too. That's what Nora's been, that's what everyone in the world's been wondering the entire time. So in that way, what was it a cop-out? That we just get, like, the story of exactly what happened to everyone, but no. we're not going to tell you if it's true? Like, they literally said that... If, 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 if we, we knew, knew for sure that that story was true, like, the entire mystery of the entire show would, would, would be done. Well, like I said, it's, it's an enormous reflection on Nora as a character and these two characters. And, and, this. I, and I, I feel like most people watching, I don't know, would probably take that story at face value. Like, I feel like unless you really take the time to sit down and grapple with it, why, why would you think she was lying at all? Like, that sort of just... The, the, idea the idea that she's lying is more on the part of the viewer than it is on anything the show said. I have a so, personal story about this. What? Per personal through me reading something on Reddit. <laughs> um, one of the people on Reddit, and I forget your name, sir. I'm, I'm sorry. He was at a private press screening like six days before the finale or something. And some of the cast were there. And I think the main the lost guy or whatever sure 
Lindelof, and they had them raise their hands after the oh really after the thing and said how how many of you believe the story was true, and I can't remember the exact thing, but I think he said it was about fifty fifty, and they were very surprised at that number. So I don't know if they were surprised because people were supposed to not or or were supposed to believe it, but yeah, because if you just take it on face value. She told the truth. That that's what that was her experience. That was the that's yeah. how the show show ended. It's only, it's only when you start to really sit down and think like like look at the themes of the show. Was she was she lying that the, the ramifications of of the show drastically. But they cut away from her yelling something in in the machine. So they wanted to play it something. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's the only want to lay down. little little thing. That could have been the pain of the radiation. But even if she, even if she was yelling, there's no guarantee that 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 process could have been undone. Like maybe is it like maybe it didn't matter whether she was yelling or not. Yeah. But there's so there's like the possibility she's lying or telling the the truth. But then off of the lying part, there's still the possibility that she's lying and the machine was real, though, right? Yeah. Like so, there's three possible. Well, there's also the possibility she went through, but the world wasn't like that. Or she went through and transported her to the future. If you want to, if you want to speculate, speculate, or the whole show is a dream. Easy yeah. there, Chris. Or she she went through gonna, and she uh, crashed she, on, de- on a desert island. Yeah, I was gonna make a lost joke. <laughs> yeah. Hey, before we move on, I want to say my favorite line move on. from the because sh- I feel like we're getting deeper into the conversation, but I didn't want to miss this. Favorite line. More about I want to. I want to ask a few questions about the the legacy of the leftovers. Well, well Chris, does, does your statement? It's not a fi- it's not a finality. I, I just wanted to. I just want. I just wanted to get out that I really like this one line that Kevin okay. said. Okay. Well, now it's kind of like now I've built it up too much. No, it's fine. I just what, really Chris? liked Kevin's acting when he said the, when he was explaining how like you get two weeks of work off every year. Mm-hmm. Just. Spends it tirelessly looking for it. I just felt the emotion. It's like classic. It's like Justin Thoreau, right? Yep. So good. So he so good. Such convincing old age makeup too. Really good. Yeah. On the both. He's so good at conveying this like strained like so hard like fuck. He's so good at it. Both of both of the leads are amazing. I actually thought on Nora the makeup wasn't that good. Something about the. Like age spots or whatever looked a little weird, weird to me. I thought it was so just understated though. Like there was some, yeah, some added wrinkles and the wig, but it just it didn't feel tacked on in in a way that a lot of old age makeup often looks. She was just a bird woman trying to live her life. She just wanted to do her birds. They were like homing doves or something, right? Yeah, doves. All right, Chris. Let me ask you this. Are you ready to say where The Leftovers ranks for you and the, the pantheon of your all-time favorite shows? It's up there. Better than Breaking Bad. What's number one, Chris? It's the Game of Thrones now. Very nice. I have a, I have a personal rule where, where I don't rank shows until they're complete for, for me. Okay. But once Game of Thrones ends, then I. That's will a put you know, that's a good rule because True Blood was number one for a while, and then it got bad near the end. <laughs> yeah, and I dove down. 
Wow, so The Simpsons is just waiting to, <laughs> See, yeah, that's to the, land at that Mike Nut n- number one spot. If you, gotta, if, if you guys want to get really TV nerdy, Mike recommended the book, TV the book. Yeah. I was reading through that, and I was looking at, they ranked The Simpsons was number one. He put the sim. They put the Simpsons number one with, and they they have a similar rule. Like the, the shows, they can't rank a show until it's over. But because the Simpsons have been going so on for so long, it doesn't really make a difference. The new Simpsons are so is so bad that I would not rank it number one. But like they they argue like the ten year period of Simpsons and its prime is like the. But if you're gonna do like. that, like Dexter season one through four, is like golden. It would no, rank it's way fine. It's fine. Would, it's not gold. You kidding me, dude? Dex, go, 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 go rewatch you, it and tell me. If you me just that it's arbitrarily golden. say like, we can stop Dexter after season four, it yeah, would it's rank. A good, it's a good show. But at it's least not. it would rank way higher than you would normally oh, rank oh, Dexter. I, now. I agree. Yeah, now I would. I think that's a little unfair. Say that. I think you have to. If you're ranking television shows, I think you have to rank them. Well, Chris, get, give your answer, and then Mike, you give your answer. I'd say it's number two under Game of Thrones right now. I don't have the Mike Lang rule. I I gotta put it number two behind Breaking Bad. Respect. And then I gotta go Lost. I'd probably say that I'd probably go the same too. Leftovers, which is which is difficult for me because I love I have such a passionate special relationship to Lost, but over time I've sort of recognized that it has great great flaws, but it will always remain among my favorites. If you were a Mike Lang odds maker. If you were a betting man, try, try, try to look a betting man look into the psyche of Mike Lang. Where do you think Game of Thrones might might land? <laughs> Say in top ten. Oh yeah, maybe top five. Maybe very good. Maybe chance. five. Very good chance. Top five. Okay. It may be, but it may break through the top three. Did you guys hear the? I don't think this is spoiler. The recent news about episode length of Game of Thrones. I did, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Movie. Like, it's enough if you cut off all the extra time of, of each episode and add it up, it's like enough to equal yeah. up an, an, an entirely new episode. They just didn't want to pay everyone for extra episodes. I also read that final season might not air until 2019. Yeah, fuck that. Because we could have an entire year with the Game of Thrones. I mean, that day. but what if it's just... That's if that's what they need that's to true. master every last detail and get those dragons looking as yeah. as prime as George R. R. Martin has said in the past that he's always envisioned the final his final books as movies, not TV shows, just because of the budget that they would need. So they're doing whatever it takes to lift Game of Thrones just enough past Lost in Mike Lang's <laughs> list. Like from the start, though, the leftovers was like bait for me. It just deals with. Issues that I just oh, I yeah. can I can discuss constantly and, like and there's you I love the first season but if you really sort of analyze it deeply like you recognize that it is not the show that it would become in seasons two and three and just looking back at these these last two seasons two and three they really are among like the greatest seasons of TV drama that, that have ever been made. It's, wor- it's worth noting Mike's a Leftovers OG. He read the book. True, I did read first? the book. What? You read the book first? I did. Mm-hmm. Respect. Wow. Are, are you an avid reader, Mike? 
No. What 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 drew you to that? that the, the existence of the of the show. I wanted. Ah. I wanted to, uh, to to check it out. You knew the show was coming. So, so oh you yeah. Read the book. Yeah. And that Damon Lindelof was attached to. Yeah. Of course, I love. I wanted to have that extra special relationship to it. In the book, he's the mayor, right? <laughs> he's the mayor oh, of Mapleton. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, in and the they, book, they love to they love to say that the season one of the show kind of borrows heavily from from the book but in reality there i mean there there are some plot details that are similar but it it's season one quite different from the book in the book they're all i was gonna try to make a joke in the book they're all on a desert island right yeah but the island like moves around sometimes so you're never you're never really sure where what's going on did everyone see sounds like lost wonder woman yeah yeah that was a pretty cool island that was quite an scared. island. You know, in the comics, that island's called Pleasure Island. Sounds dirty. It's pretty. Yeah, I know. That's why I wasn't in the movie. <laughs> seems, uh, that that whole seems like the Wonder Woman origin story is a little bit cheesy. Also, in the in the comic books, when men walk on the island, the Amazons are supposed to like lose their power. They're supposed to like get drained of their power. Well, I was not familiar with anything about Wonder Woman. Neither was I. I, I liked that movie a lot. I liked it way better than Batman vs Superman. There were significant oh, yeah. flaws in that movie. Batman vs. Superman is like known to be bad. Yeah, I know. Why but direct? Oh, because she was in it. She was in it. And it's uh, DC. The previous DC movie. Uh, yeah, this was by far the best DC movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I didn't even think about that. They only make bad bad movies, right? Yeah, I'm. I I, I was looks, okay looks like they're Superman. gonna continue with the new Justice League. <laughs> but uh. Wouldn't it, it's great that that they're capable of of an outlier. Yeah. Wow, you know what I was thinking? Wouldn't it be cool if like there was someone that hadn't watched any of the DC movies and they watched that they watched Wonder Woman first, then Man of Steel, then Batman oh. or Superman, and, and never watched to a Suicide Squad? That would probably that's probably the preferred way of watching those movies. Probably like if like if you're trying to get like a kid to watch those like like ten years from now, that's probably. Yeah, the movie is so family friendly. <laughs> what? There's no violence. Oh god. Well, there is a lot of violence, but there's no family friendly violence. Bloodshed. It is so watered down. My favorite part is is when that guy is stabbed through the chest, and there's no blood on the sword at all. Um, I'm I'm forgetting. Remember, there's there a guy. There was a lot of those. Anything, but there's a guy on top of a building, one room that stabs him through the chest through the roof, and it shows oh. the sword underneath the roof. Just a shining, shining silver sword. <laughs> no man was stabbed through the chest. They knew what they had to do. Yeah, they were they pretty rough. They to do. At least we didn't have the the worst part of Suicide Squad was just the unnecessary music that they were just like throwing yeah, yeah. these cool songs. Yeah. At least we didn't. Have and it was really just there to to, to try and cover for how terrible of a movie in a, in a script <laughs> that, that that they had produced yeah. <laughs> like hey let's throw on this 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 catchy well-known uh ro- rock song pop song <laughs> to, to make up for the fact that we made a garbage movie uh and the wonder woman theme i love yeah, they didn't overuse every it. time they they would use that that kind of got me excited yeah, it's really good and they used it obviously i rewatched um last i rewatched bvs before wonder woman it really got me rocking like and they use it she's very, the best part of that movie I would say, I, there's. I like the act. The action was better in in BBS than this movie. I didn't. I've never heard you say 
BVS before, but I I thought the beginning of BVS was was pretty good. That was a little weird. Like the little mini the kid Batman gets lifted up by the bats. Just like the whole beginning. Okay, that movie's wicked long. I forgot how long that movie was. Okay, yeah. Well, let's uh let's move ahead here as Chris wanted to do a good tw- twenty minutes ago. Chris, uh, let's do a couple quick hits. You've been watching some some new show? Not new. I just wanted to touch on this in the quick hits segment. I ventured into the wide, wide, wide world of anime. We can add a- this out after. Chris! One of the most successful animes going on right now, widely popular, is Attack on Titan. It's on Netflix. Wanted to check it out. Everyone, All the kids are talking about it. So I said, you know, I've, what kids? I've watched all the cool kids. Uh, you know, I've watched... I've watched. First, I've heard. I've watched it. the uh, like the big like mainstay animes. Like I've seen Ghost in the Shell. I've seen Akira. I've seen my friend Totoro. But like the big stuff, like stuff like that. But this is the first like TV show anime that I'm watching. It's like wild, fuck wild. The whole world has been wiped out. Are you googling Attack on Titan? No. Okay. The whole world, all of humanity. Has been wiped out by these th- by these monsters called Titans, and the entire, as far as we know, all of humanity is behind three walls, three concentric circle walls. And these Titans are giant, naked humans, humanoid beings, that just walk in. They just lumber in, and they pick up humans and they eat them. <laughs> and the and it's just it's trying to defend against these these titans coming hmm. and they and like humanity has has devised these like booster jets with swords to kill them and some really interesting like 3d to 2d animation that you don't really see in the west good stuff I, what's the show called again? back on titan i i know a couple people that are into that stuff i've never i mean it's it intrigues me because so so many people seem to be in, interested in it, you know? Yeah, there's a whole world out there of anime. You know, we grew we grew up in a in a group of friends that we didn't watch Monty Python. People make these Monty Python quote like quotes all the time. No, that's always lost. And on I just me. don't get them. I don't think they're funny and I just don't get it. People make like Dragon Ball Z references and all these this anime stuff. And I don't know. I'm trying to be hip, dude. They're blaming your friends. Oh, no, I'm saying we all live in little bubbles, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's okay. Sometimes, so maybe if our friend JV <laughs> was more into that stuff growing up. Maybe I'm saying, what if our friend Tony felt comfortable enough to tell us about his anime love, <laughs> and not hide it in the shadows and make me have to find it on my own ten years later? Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a great point, Chris, and thank you for for bringing that up. You're welcome. Now, I want to do a really quick, quick hit on House of Cards because I want to do a more deep dive into it once we're all done watching. And, Mike, I know you, you watched the whole thing, so do not spoil anything. Oh, well. Do you understand? <laughs> I think I'm, I think I have, like, six, between six and eight episodes left. I don't know exactly where I stopped. Okay. And, Chris, you only watched two? Sir. So, any I guess g- general thoughts from from anyone? 
without spoiling anything, I'm, I'll feel free to, to join in too. Since I saw the whole thing, I might as well start. Well, yes, but don't get too <laughs> very consciously. I will begin by saying that I very much disliked this this season of House of Cards. What? Um, I wrote a pretty exhaustive uh, analysis review of of it on the website, but um, just very very general thoughts. Uh, I'll say is that uh you know there there just comes a time it sure in, does. In, the, in the life of a series when need you need certain, certain things to stop, stop happening and for certain things to start, start happening in order for it to feel in any way worth it to you um and i would say reverse. the reverse of that happened all that I wanted House of Cards to stop doing, it just sort of doubled down on and just relentlessly pursued throughout the entire season. And all of it that I needed it to start doing, it just kind of like punched in the mouth and said, fuck that. We're going to go in this this route instead. And it just sort of amounted to gibberish to, to me by the end. I was... And I, I've I've been critical of the show in the past, but I've also been sort of lenient with it. And there are certain parts of it that I've really liked, and certain scenes will will, will occur to really sort of carry my my frustration through. Like because I'll know in the back of my mind that the show is still capable of doing really cool things. I didn't get any of that with this season. I I thought it was kind of a slog, a bore, and it just sort of doubled down on on all of it all of it the parts of it that i really hated did you skip the episode uh frank underwood in, underwood frank underwood international spy <laughs> you, I, I must you must have skipped, skipped over it i you know maybe if they they were to go 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 down that path i uh i might might be a little bit more more forgiving yeah well i've been really enjoying it so so far i i think it's getting a little bit You know, I can't believe how long we're taking to do certain things and things yes. like that. And can't believe this one thing has been dragging on for like two and a half seasons. I'll just say like, and also, Doug in general is just he's boring. He's boring. <laughs> he's become yeah boring. And that's, sort of, and that's my, sort of my and that's another one of my big issues is that they have, they have all these characters. characters. There's I put characters in quotations they're because they're not real people. They're just I, I said in my, my review, they're little worker bees just sort of flying around at the whims of whatever the fuck Claire and Frank want them to do. And so they're not real people, and we don't really care about them as people. But at the same time, the show invests so much time in following them around, and I just don't care at all about anything that they have to say because I know in the end it doesn't matter. All that matters is what Frank and Claire want, and everything else is secondary. And there was so, so, much, so much of that this season, falling around just stupid, stupid, worthless people that I do not care about. Claire. Claire. But I like Claire. And I like that this, one of the things I liked about this season was her, the prominence of her. But uh, really nothing much else. <laughs> well, 
Seems like me and Chris might not have a lot to look look forward to. Well, no, but you you've always liked the show a lot more than I have, and you've been more forgiving of it. So if you like the things that I dislike, that I said the show sort of doubled down on, you you may very well be be pleased. Part of my lackadaisical feeling about the show right now is part at least partly due to like the insane amount of shows on Netflix right now. Like oh sure, it's like nuts. Like all. I watch pretty much all of the Netflix original shows, all, all the mainstay ones. I just don't, I'm like stuck. I don't even know what to watch. But House of Cards, at least how I've always felt in the past, is one of their flagships. And it's the one, one of them that I always make make time for no matter what. Oh yeah, what. I'll watch it for sure. So I don't have too much of an issue with that. Finding the time, because I just make it. What? I watched, Find time. I had like three hours to kill at work last weekend. Because once the once the newscasts are, are done for the day, I'm on standby for like three hours. So I just... You guys uh, sell uh, bobbleheads over at the news station? Uh, not yet, although I might might bring that up. But I just downed three hours of House of Cards while <laughs> sitting in a room watching it. Nice. Work. I only put like a little dent, though. They're, they're, they're so really long. Tw- 12 or 13? 13 hours. Yeah. Well, well, I just... I really love it. I only stopped because I wanted to space it out a little bit. I'm really looking for this to carry me right into Game of Thrones. Okay. About a month. Yeah. I'm definitely doing it. I've got somewhere between six and eight episodes left. And I just sort of, like, for forgot about it. I, I watched a lot in those first couple days when it came out. Yeah. And then I just sort of haven't. I'll, I'll I'll probably watch one this this weekend. Weird, it was all a dream though, huh? That whole him. Well, Chris, sorry to spoil this for you. We're we're, we're back at him being in in Congress now. Oh, okay. And it turns out it was all you know, in a weird way. I I might have might be relieved to find that out. Uh, oh, man, okay. I I have some specific things, and I think that they were from. Last season, but I'm not gonna say them just in case it bleeds over, and I don't want to spoil anything. But when it's when we all watch it, Chris, you 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 will watch it, right? Yeah. Good. And then we'll all talk. Um, let me see here. So we had quick hit. Orange is the new black. Yes. Yes. Another Netflix flagship dropped this morning. I saw your tweet today. It so it's out out. Yeah, dropped this morning. Didn't notice. Oh, I was on Netflix today. <laughs> uh, How much did you watch? Yeah, I watched. I said earlier this morning that I wanted to try to get ten episodes in, in this morning. Goal? In throughout the day. No, not even. Not close. even close. I'm almost done with the fourth episode. And it's been pretty good. Okay. I mean, you know my thoughts on last season. It was my my favorite show of the year. I would say so far, although last season kind of started a little slowly. Um, in this season, I wouldn't say it started out slowly so much as it has sort of drastically altered its the show's form format. Like that. In that, it you you're caught up with last yep. season, right? So you know that it it ended with um, the the riot and um, Daya. Aiming the gun at one of the guards, and this season takes place 
immediately as that is happening and it just sort of stays there and that's really the whole conceit of the season is that it takes place over that the three-day period in which in which the prison is hmm. is under siege or under under riot by, by all the inmates interesting so everything takes place in a very compressed amount of time pretty cool um not so much not i wouldn't say real time because it takes place over yeah, three, three yeah, or four yeah. days but it's very compressed so i think at times it kind of feels like it's it's lagging right. as far as um the stories it has to tell and the arcs of, of certain characters kind of feel stalled in a in a way but um Overall, I've still, I've still really dug it, and I, and I, the show always ramps yeah. up, um, in, in its back half. So I, I have no doubt it will, it will satisfy. Maybe not as much as last season, but cool. definitely on on good ground. I like hearing that it's changing things up because that definitely makes me want to see the new season more. I, I was definitely. Well, it's really, it's really interesting idea. It's um, bold to do like deep into your seasons the whole the whole yeah it really kind of shakes up the, the dynamics mm -hmm. of certain character groups and powered especially power dynamics of of the guards now serving as the hostages <laughs> of of these uh these inmates nice like it i watched the first season only interesting game Shame, shame. Don't make us start thinking of Game of Thrones, it's not, I mean, it's not the the greatest show, but it's definitely pretty good. That might, that might have a place in my my top yeah, ten. Yeah, my clicks a lot by by the end. Wow. Diablo Cody doesn't have anything to do with that show, right? It's Genji Kohan. No, you're thinking of Genji Kohan. Yeah, of Weeds. So, you guys are both watching Better Call Saul. Oh yeah. Let's hear it. I forget what this episode was called. Slip. Slip, yeah. I was like, I don't know about you, but this episode definitely felt, not like filler, but it definitely was like an in-between episode. It was a transitional episode. Yeah. Sure. Uh, things, important things did happen, though. He got, he solved his money problems, at least in the short term. With the, um. Slip. <laughs> the slip. <laughs> slip. Yeah. Um. Uh, Howard and... Kim. Kim, Howard and Kim sort of hashed it out. Didn't really end in a good way. No, I, no, I what I, interesting to me about the um, back half of the season is that in the which I didn't really re fully realize until this last episode is that like if season really climaxed with that prison or not prison the um, courtroom showdown between Chuck and Jimmy, and really the whole back half as as far as that side of the show is concerned has been just all fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so how that's playing out with Jimmy and how that's playing out with Chuck and this past episode, we get spotlighted how it's affected the already tarnished relationship between Kim and Howard and how something we didn't even consider would could have happened. It is, is happening. Howard's in full damage control and he blames him for it. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah, just seeing how how everyone, everyone sort of picking up, continuing to pick up the pieces of of that. Mm -hmm. And Chuck making some progress. Certainly, there's nothing 
hatred fuels fire within yourself. Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> yeah, you get oh, things. Oh, we 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 all know Tony. You get things yeah. done, like when you have an enemy, when you have a silent enemy. So you think, so you think he's just working his way back to um, so so he can take on take on Jimmy in a in a more I think so upfront way. Yeah. Hmm. I don't see it that way. You see it as he's. I think he's just genuinely he's trying. Humbled. To, he's been humbled. He's been humbled. Sure. He's trying to work his and way. He, and he and he recog- He finally recognizes that what was plaguing him was a mental illness and nothing more. Yeah. And that he's just he's just trying to, you know, get, get back into it. Get his life back just on think track. Those McGills. They're so vindictive. Mc- <laughs> they're so vindictive. <laughs> well, even even after Jimmy is still doing whatever he can to fuck with Chuck, yeah. uh, with the um. Now practice insurance, yeah. which looks like it's going to come back in a big way, as as Howard comes close to revealing to Chuck at the end of this episode. It didn't have a good look on his face. No, he didn't. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they where they leave off the season. It's to, it's definitely going to have to build up to some sort of question for next season. Uh, next season, you think um. Everything's gonna happen with Nacho and those pills. But yeah, that's that's really the um, most. That's the that's the not not action filled, but it's the most has the highest stakes right highest now. Stakes. Highest stakes, life and death, um, going on uh, of the show, going with Nacho and Hector. And yeah, that 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 scene in the in the restaurant I think was a pretty compelling suspense. Yeah, some really interesting shots in in, in that scene. When he's like dealing with stuff mm. down like by his legs, some really were interesting. Were you wondering at any point why he didn't just excuse himself to the bathroom to to make that switch? That's a good. That is a good point. <laughs> Maybe it would have been a little suspicious. I don't think. I don't think. Or, he, don't think he, or he waited for Hector to to get up to go do something before put dropping that in his coat. Yeah. I what was the the switch? He's planting Tylenol. He's planting like placebo pills in place of someone's like heart pills in order for him to like placebo pills no he's planting poison he's trying to he's trying to assassinate hector who's a real bastard, bastard. yeah i thought it was a and, and in order to do it no, he, he's swapping out um his heart medication with identical looking pills that are in, instead poison i thought that, 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 that there was a scene him. that i missed or i'm forgetting something i thought i thought that it was tylenol that he was filling it with and he was just gonna let he was gonna think he was taking the correct pills and then he was gonna die via not getting the medicine sounds like there were some retention issues in this you could be right because <laughs> i thought there was a shot of him crunching up tylenol Lucky you're not taking your high school final exam on this episode. We have some. I assumed it was poison, but uh, unless, uh, unless there's a specific scene that you recall. I thought I in the scene it. where he's putting together the pills, he takes out Tylenol. But that that wouldn't guarantee his his, his yeah, well, death. If you're, if you have like also, a also, we know that Hector doesn't die. Yeah, that's <laughs> he suffers the other a thing. terrible, terrible he stroke. He just gets really screwed up. Maybe, maybe this could be what does it. Yeah. Also, and I'm assuming we didn't uh, see what happens. No, we did not. Oh, also, switch was done. Uh, finally, the episode ends with um, Mike and Gus 
firmly entrenched in a partnership. Yeah. Been a long time coming. Yeah. That happy way to end. Well, they use they're they're really smart in the way they use Gus. They use him very sparingly. I assume his that, presence that's is going the to same way they used him on Breaking Bad. Really, he never got too much better. That's true. I assume his presence is going to grow as the seasons roll on. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But until then, where can we find you guys online? Twitter.com slash that Morris. Screenclub.com. Mike? Yeah. Yeah. That too. Screening Club. And on the Twitter at linguistics underscore. Linguistics underscore still. Still underscore. Haven't made the change. Gotta rip off the band aid, you know? Make it happen. I know. It scares me. Maybe we can make a Twitter poll. Pick Mike's new Twitter handle. Yeah. And we'll do. Three choices that Mike has, and then one grab bag that we we get to pick. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Uh, yes. He has agreed. Everyone yeah, heard it. Tape. He has agreed, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But you can find me therealjeffmore.com or Jeffum. Nice and simple. No underscore need, needed there. Jeffum at Jeffum on Twitter. Um, and as uh, the guys mentioned, you can find us all screeningclub.com for more articles, insight, and to share your thoughts. Please uh, remember to like and subscribe or rate and sub- rate and subscribe. We love uh, reading what you have to say. And please email us, screeningclub at gmail.com. Send over your thoughts and comments, especially if they're, they're negative uh, and directed towards uh, the other two. Mm-hmm. Those are my, 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 my favorite parts. Other than that, guys, great talking with you. We'll see you next week, okay? Yeah.